You're listening to Not Just Sets and Reps, a show to help you boost your gains in health, fitness and well-being. My name's Mikey Lau. And my name is George Willard. We are both personal trainers, health and fitness professionals from Southampton Solent University. We'll be sitting down to discuss ways to maximise your time in and outside of the gym. With quality resources that you can use to make an impact. Hello guys and welcome back to another podcast. We are joined today with the legend co-host Mikey, if you wanted to say hello Mikey. Hello guys, hope you're doing well. Fantastic. So today we are going to be talking to you about something that is really quite prevalent and it's always been prevalent. Why? Because we need to eat. And I don't know about you Mikey, but I love my food, right? And I want to make sure that the food that I'm putting into my body is something that's going to actually provide the best value for for my investment. So some of the topics that we're going to be talking to you about today covers the importance of breakfast, why breakfast is important, the eat well guide, some practical solutions that you can use and apply straight away after listening to this podcast. So Mikey, if you wanted to hit us off with our first couple of points and we'll go from there. Yes. George, thank you for the amazing intro as always, and you're a legend yourself, so give yourself some credit. Um, But yes, so point number one, okay, to lose weight, calorie deficit, okay, I mean, you've definitely heard that before, eat less and you lose weight, Um, but we just want to speak more specifically about the details a little bit more, just because, you know, like, if I say to you, just lose weight, it's not It's not really helpful. Um, so we're going to give you a little bit of metrics, a little bit of substance to work off. And generally speaking, when you want to lose weight, try not to lose anything uh, over 0.9 kilograms um, a week. Okay. So this is based off some research they've done in the nutritional field. Um, but yeah, it's just to prevent you from losing weight too fast. Because that's the thing. Uh, obviously, if you if you know if you're slightly larger. Um, you might lose a little bit more because of you know if you change up the way you exercise, change up the way you eat, you might feel a bigger difference in weight loss than a person who's generally um, s- smaller in size and may not lose weight as fast. Uh, mm. I think something we preach a lot on this show is how individual we are, and everyone's body works differently. Okay, all the theories that you've heard, all the advice you've heard from around. They're all based on research and all based on particular samples, right? But just know that everything, you know, applies to you like as an individual. Uh, so, you know, it's never, it's never going to be 100% accurate. Um, and you just need to take advice with a grain of salt and really just like, we're going we're gonna to talk about this in the, in the upcoming points as well, like informing yourself. Um, but yeah, so generally speaking, calorie deficit is the way to go. And just, you know, it's keeping it simple as well, really, for the general population. What do you think, George? Definitely couldn't agree more. And I think it's important that people keep that calorie deficit very simple and nothing too big too soon. Because if a goal of yours is to lose weight, people will go at it very hard, very quick. Of course, no, nobody can sustain that because it's not realistic, right? So the best way to go about a weight loss journey, if that's a goal of yours, is maybe to reduce your calories by one to 200 calories a week. It doesn't have to be done overnight because the body takes a little bit of time to adjust to the environment and to, to what's going into your body. So my biggest recommendation, if the goal of yours is to lose weight, maybe to drop your calories 102 calories a week. 
Perfect. Nicely said, my friend. Um, but yeah, do you want to kick us off with number two? Sure. So you're going to have to remind me, Mikey. I've, I've completely forgot. Yeah, so number two is we're going to define physically active versus exercise, okay? Can be quite, you know, misconceived. Um, they're two very different things. So I think George will take that away. Absolutely. So when we talk about physical activity, physical activity refers to the sort of activities that involve us being active or where there's movement. So, for example, going for a walk with a dog is classed as a physical activity or gardening in the garden is physical activity or, you know, going for a jog around the park or picking up picking up something from somewhere. These are all different types of physical activity because they're activities that require us to be physical. Now, they're not demanding in the sense that they're putting stress upon our bodies as such because it's something that we could we could and should easily be able to do because of how we've been designed. But of course, that then transfers to the higher level of activity called exercise. And exercise is something that typically will involve a bit more a bit more difficulty to it a bit more challenging maybe you know your heart rate's going to be increased your muscles may be put under a, a new type of stress and um, and you're going to be feeling the benefits of the endorse endorsing release and all of those other benefits as well so exercise and physical activity are, are, are quite different and then the third type of activity is sport and sport of course is typically where you know, you're involving an element of competition because exercise and physical activity, you're not competing, whereas sport, you're you're really pushing your body to the limit and to its capability because you're wanting to win in whatever sport it is that you're competing in. So yeah, they're the three types and all of which can have a massive contribution to your calorie expenditure, which is all part of the weight loss journey, if that is your goal, of course. Perfect. Beautifully said, my friend. And um, and yeah, I think, like you said, this brilliant point you brought up, you know, there's, there's differences between the three. Um, and generally speaking, I believe in the general population, I think increasing your physical activity is crucial. Obviously, like exercise is important and you should do that as well. But if you think of it as, you know, just doing more in your day-to-day -day life rather than doing more in one hour at the gym might yield more benefit to you. So if you're working and you're, for example, sat down most of the time, maybe you want to try and find an alternative, stand up maybe, do more moving about. You know, if someone says, oh, can you go fill up my coffee for me, please? Yeah, just go do them a favor because you're getting some health benefits from that. Um, just little things you do adds up. And then later on, you go to the gym and do more exercise. I mean, this will really, really benefit if you could get both physical activity and exercise in and even more benefit, like George said, if you do a sport as well. So I think that's a really good point you brought up, my friend. Definitely. Awesome. Okay, did you want to take us on to our third and next point then, Mikey? Yes, perfect. So this is coming off from what I said earlier about um, informing yourself, okay? So tip number three is to inform yourself, okay? Never stop learning, especially when it comes to nutrition, because there's always new research. Um, obviously, we don't expect you to dive into papers or anything. Uh, that's what we're here for. Um, but in terms of informing yourself, just understand, you know, every country has like some nutritional guidelines you could follow in the UK here. We've got the Eat Well Plate. I think is it Eat Well Plate or Eat Well Guide? I can't remember. Eat Well Guide. Yeah, I Eat think well it's guide. one of those two. Yeah. Um, 
And we, we make it so simply, uh, simple as well. Uh, I mean, most countries do, um, you know, with the traffic light system where you could just look at a label and just identify how, you know, what the macros are like roughly um, just based off the color coding. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, spend the time to look at the labels on food. Really, really, really important because you want to know what's in the food and don't forget to look in the ingredients, okay? So one thing to understand from that is um, just try and cut down on more man-made stuff like preservatives. Um, I think we spoke briefly, uh, me being on a really, really, really short paleo diet like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I learned so much just from that couple hours I was doing that uh, paleo diet and I actually <laughs> found out um, that certain fishes right even certain types of tuna okay I think this is called a skip skipjack tuna is what you should have because it's like I think it's lower down in the food chain or something like mm. that so um, it doesn't eat as many fishes and therefore does not accumulate more mercury um, in itself uh, and when you eat that yeah. then it's not as bad that's apparently that's that's the justification for it i don't know yet i still need to look into that <laughs> but you can see like the different amount of detail you could dive into with nutrition so just find something that you're comfortable with not too out of your depth but not too easy uh and just stick with it inform yourself and use labels and traffic light system fantastic and i think the eat well guide something that you've just mentioned is a fantastic way to simplify and to give a broad overview so of course when you look at the diagram on google images like i have right in front of me right now i can visually see so it's very clear to me because i'm quite a visual person so it's really it's really helpful for me to see how much carbs i'm allowed how much dairy how much fruit and veg is going to be key to my optimal nutrition how much fish meat etc so it gives you that kind of broad holistic overview and it also shows you your water your, your calories and it's a really good guide i think um for the general public so the, the next sort of point i wanted to talk about was the calories for females and men was that right mikey yeah that's it man yeah so the recommendation do correct me if i'm wrong mikey but the recommendation on all food labels is suited for the female, correct? I think so, yeah. I think that's what, what I've read. Um, especially, yeah. I think, in the UK at least, like the food labels I've mentioned just now and uh, you brought up as well, is um, it's based off the females intake, mm. I think. So yeah. the, the, recommenda you know, the recommendation is based off the female diet and what the female should be consuming for their bodies. So, of course, if you're a man listening to this, like Mikey and myself, then that reference or that percentage or that, that number on the product is going to not be so specific to us. But, but you know, we're, we're not specifically counting that. We're just, look we're just knowing um, and, and appreciating, appreciating the fact it's for the female body. So then basically anything that we consume is just slightly above to what it says, basically. Perfect. And yeah, moving on to the next point. Okay, so I think this is your one, isn't it? Breakfast. Um, oh, yes. Gotta love breakfast. That's it. <laughs> so many people talk about the importance of breakfast. Oh, make sure you eat your breakfast. But really, it the reason why people say that, and I wanted to kind of bring a little bit of science as to why breakfast is really, really important, is because when we skip breakfast, it causes a drop in our blood sugar levels 
and this leads to cravings and the drop in energy right because if your your blood sugar decreases then that means in order to gain that homeostatic level again you know the, the balance then you need to get the blood sugar back up and the and the best and quickest most efficient way of doing that is for reaching those simple carbohydrates which we know are not too good for us and some of these foods include chocolates crisps bread typically the foods that are manufactured and processed because they contain lots of sugar so these cravings occur because we're reverting to these simple carbs and that causes the same problem as a carb-based breakfast and a carbohydrate-based breakfast is something that is also of equal problem problem of an equal problem <laughs> because when we have a carbohydrate based breakfast such as your sugary refined cereals white bread and toast etc that causes an immediate surge in the blood sugar resulting in the release of insulin the insulin then removes most of the sugar from our blood turning any excess into fat I mean it's this decreased level of blood sugar that results in further cravings for carbs and then it's this vicious cycle that constitutes one of the major reasons for diabetes, high blood pressure, and extra weight. So in summary then, given that those two are bad, the skipping of a breakfast and having a carbohydrate-based breakfast, we want to ensure that we have a proper balance. So we do that by supplying our body with the vital nutrients and energy without increasing that blood sugar and insulin level. And it helps to avoid dependence on the carbs throughout the day. The appetite will stay under control as a result. And then the cravings for carbs diminish and our body will use its fat stores for energy, which is what we want if weight loss is our goal, of course. So there we go. <laughs> Mate, that's very scientific. I love that. Um, but if I recall, like the hormones that affect your, your you know, satiety, uh, satiousness and your hunger, mm. Leptin and mm. ghrelin, isn't it? Um, yes, it is. And I always remember ghrelin as like the sound grrr or something like that. What, what, your, <laughs> what your stomach makes when it's hungry. So that's one way to remember it. You know, ghrelin yeah. it's, the, it's the sound that your stomach makes when you're hungry. Uh, that's it. <laughs> you're doing a much better impression. Is that what you're sound like? Yeah. Oh my days. Yeah. Mm. But, um, but yeah, I thought that's a fun fact to throw out there in terms of hormones. Um, Definitely. But yeah, again, like you said, I mean, like variety, colorfulness. More recently, I've been eating more color on my plate. So mix and match. You want the spectrum, okay? The rainbow on the plate. And then you know. Oh, you've got guys, 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 guys. If you're listening to this, you need to go and check out Mikey's page because <laughs> some of the foods make my tummy rumble like that. Grr, grr. <laughs> but yeah, check out Mikey's page. It's what, What's your Instagram page? So it's a uh, primal standard. Uh, that's an underscore in between primal and standard. Uh, mm. And yeah, some of the foods in there make me look so, oh, put me to shame. <laughs> nah, I appreciate it, bro. But um, but you got a good page as well. So guys, head over to George W Fit. That's at George W Fit, and he'll sort you out some quality content as well. Boom. Um, but yeah, so we talked about breakfast, and one thing I want to add on top of that uh, before we close it up with number five is um, avoid. Like you said, the simple sugars, like, I, you know, the biggest misconception and the biggest thing in the Western world, I feel like, is breakfast has to be cereal, breakfast has to be bread, breakfast has to be Belvita biscuits, right? 
it doesn't because you go halfway around the world right you go to asia they'll have bombay potatoes for breakfast they'll have rice for breakfast they'll have other things for breakfast um it's just like the culture okay so don't mm. think you have to eat a certain type of food for breakfast just eat what's healthy eat what you know the variety you know mix mm. it up um because cereal doesn't give you all that much nutrients you know was it was it frosties is that what it's called a little tiger on the box <laughs> um, yeah you know and cheerios and stuff like that they're all full of sugar they're all full of shit they have chemicals in it and preservatives like yeah i didn't know we sh- we swear on this podcast <laughs> so i slip sometimes <laughs> yeah. no, good, but, um, but yeah so there's loads and loads of stuff in there that's um yeah not as good so i think it's definitely we can definitely be seeking sources that are much more organic and are rich in protein rich in fiber and rich in nutrients yeah that's it that's Mm. what i'm gonna say but um but yeah number five okay so a bit of practical techniques for you guys to take home from this podcast and really implement these things and new knowledge and new ideas into your day-to-day life so any any practical techniques you'd like to share, George? Sure. So a really good practical tip that has helped me, and I think it's probably maybe helped you before in the past as well, Mikey, especially mm-hmm. with your your client base at the gym. But it's using a food diary. Now, when I say that, don't go, oh, am I going to have to be tracking everything? No. It's just a case of really, more than anything, increasing your level of awareness as to what's actually going into your mouth. So I did this last summer. And I don't know why I conti- didn't continue, maybe because of uni, but <laughs> there we go. I did it for a good few months. And believe it or not, I found that a lot of what I was eating was actually not all that good for me. It was low in fiber. I wasn't getting enough protein. And I certainly wasn't hitting my recommend- recommended vitamin and mineral intake for the day. So with that new level of awareness that I didn't previously had, I made the required adjustments So my biggest tip for you today to take home and maybe just to think about, well, just do it today. Just literally write down what you're eating. Or maybe you can use an app called MyFitnessPal, which is really quite effective because it's very simple. It's efficient and you can just scan the barcode on any product of food that you eat. And it gives you all the nutritional qualities in that product. Um, But yeah, going back to my point, I think a food diary is great because it's just a simple way to see what you are actually eating. And you may find that you may be eating less than what you should be in terms of calories, or you may find that you're actually eating a bit more. In my case, I wasn't eating enough calories for my for my goal, which was to increase my muscle mass at the time. So it's a great way just to, like I say, um, understand and to increase your level of awareness, really. Mate, I think that's beautifully said. Can't, can't do it any better than that. Um, I mean, there's only one thing that I could really add to it, but it's more or less like a variation of what you said. Um, so again, food diary, brilliant. You know, you could go the next step and even like put color codes in it, like a color for carbs, a color for fats, and a color for protein, and just dot. Um, so you roughly have a rough idea of the ratio of macronutrients you're taking. Again, mm. um, keeping it simple, really. You don't have to go through all the um, trouble of measuring, uh, tracking. properly Uh, unless if you're an athlete and you're doing for performance goals then you should be doing that but if you're a general population and just want to be healthier stick to the simple okay Um, again another alternative is literally take a picture and create a picture book um, yes or picture album every single day every single meal snap two seconds you're done 
into the phone, mm-hmm. right? And then just reflect on it at the end of the day, be like, oh, all right. So I had this today and I, you know, it's not really that good. Um, I'm going to switch it up tomorrow. And That's smart, yeah, actually. Yeah, so I mean, I've, I've, I've done that with my clients um, a little bit, done that myself, actually. Um, and I might make that a thing on my story. What do you think? That'd be pretty cool. Like yeah. I do like yeah, a, daily, yeah. a daily picture post. That'd be pretty sick. That's actually their challenge. Should we do that? Should we do that together? I'm down. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right, nice. But uh, but yeah, guys, stick around for our, for our Instagram. Uh, we just literally been a bit impulsive and decided we're gonna do like a food diary for you guys based on. There you go. Yeah. So definitely stick around for that uh, at George W Fit and at Primal underscore Standard, and you can see a real world example of how we're doing our nutrition. Boom! Perfect. Well, nice one, guys. That's a wrap on today. Oh, that's a wrap. <laughs> no, I hope you've all taken some value from that. We've enjoyed this podcast. Yeah. We try to keep these as short and concise as possible. But like we said, take away these practical tips, use them, apply them, and get back in touch with us on Instagram to share your progress. But yeah, we'd love to hear from you guys. Any feedback, any advice or anything uh, you want to share, or just like George said, your experience. And then, yeah, we'll get in touch with you. Love to talk to you. But from both of us, thank you for listening to the podcast. Really appreciate your time. Stay safe, stay happy, and eat healthily, okay? Take care. Cheers, guys.